Hello and welcome to this episode of By His Word. In the past several weeks, we have been discussing the concept of time and how it was created by God for the period in which people would inhabit the earth. God himself does not live in time as we know it. The Apostle Peter wrote that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day, 2 Peter 3.8. In other words, God does not count time as we do since he is timeless with no beginning and no end. As we approach the end of time on earth when every person will be in his place for eternity, it is important to know what events will determine each person's destiny. A very important mile marker is the rapture of the church. When Jesus returns to take his bride to heaven for seven years, then God will begin to concentrate on his bride, the nation of Israel, during the same time. The two scenarios are starkly different. The church is safely in heaven, resting and receiving rewards for service to the Lord while on earth. But Israel and all the unbelievers who had rejected Christ are going through the most terrifying period in the history of the world as the Antichrist gains control. We ended the session last week with the events that begin the tribulation on earth, the opening of the first four sealed judgments, and the symbolic riders on the four horses. The world is reeling in shock with the disappearance of hundreds of millions, more likely several billion people, including all small babies and children. Many rumors are flying around trying to explain their mysterious disappearance. Was it aliens from space? Was it some kind of selective judgment upon certain groups of people? Those left behind who had some kind of Bible knowledge or who find books and other media that explain the real reason know that the Lord has taken true believers and those under the age of accountability for sin to heaven. At the very beginning of the tribulation, the one who would be known as the Antichrist has not yet been revealed. But after the opening of the first few seals, he begins to consolidate his power. He begins immediately to take advantage of the chaos in the nations, particularly in the Middle East. The first symbolic writer states that he went forth conquering and to conquer, Revelation 6.2. As the other sealed judgments come, peace is taken from the earth, wars break out, and food becomes rationed. Famine is prevalent, and people are killing each other for food. Hundreds of millions of people die from hunger, wars, wild animal kingdom that has gone berserk, and unrestrained murders. One of the greatest dangers during the tribulation is the spirit of deception that will be rampant. It was the first thing that Jesus warned about in his Olivet Discourse because on the, tribu- on the tribulation period. He said, Take heed that no one deceives you, Matthew 24, verse 4. The Apostle Paul also warned of deception that the Antichrist would bring. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they shall believe a lie, Second Thessalonians 2, 9-11. And the word is actually believe the lie. No one knows yet what explanation the Antichrist and his minions will offer to explain the vanishing of so many people from the earth. But whatever it is, it will be accepted as truth because the spirit of deception will be so strong. Because of the mercy of God, there will still be a witness to the truth left on earth during this horrible time. Those left behind with some biblical knowledge will begin to share with others what really happened. Books, videos, and Bibles that are in the homes and churches of believers will be taken by those searching for answers to the events unfolding around them, and multitudes of souls will become believers in Jesus. Sadly, they will probably be martyred for their faith. 
persecution against those new believers will begin early in the tribulation as those who move to establish their global rule stamp out every bit of rebellion, including the explanation for the rapture. John writes that when Jesus opened the fifth seal judgment, that I saw under the altar the souls of them who were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they had, Revelation 6, 9. Some people today have made the statement that if they miss the rapture, they would die as martyrs during the tribulation. That's easy to say now. But when a person is faced with the choice of getting food or their children who are of the age of accountability are threatened with death if they don't follow the Antichrist system, then it will be extremely difficult to refrain from submission to it. If a person cannot live for God now while the church is on earth and he has access to a Bible, Christian programming, a church, and pastoral oversight, and Christian family members and friends, then it is unlikely that he will be able to be strong enough to lay down his life for Jesus during the tribulation. It is much safer to prepare now to live for Jesus and be ready to go on the first flight out of here. Unbelievers and even some Christians have said to those who are looking for the rapture to occur that these people want to escape from this life. That's true. Even Jesus used the word escape. He said, Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Luke 21, 36. Jesus said that Satan comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. When the Antichrist comes to the earth, he will be indwelt and empowered by Satan himself, who will go forth in the greatest slaughter of human beings that has ever occurred on the earth. When the Apostle John was writing of the vision of this horrible time, he, descri he described the cry of the ones who had been martyred for becoming believers during this time. And when Jesus had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them who were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, will you not judge and avenge our blood on those who, who dwell on the earth? And white robes were given to every one, and it was said to them that they should rest for a little season until their fellow servants and their brethren who would also be killed as they were would be fulfilled. Revelation 6, 9-11. This will be the greatest soul harvest in the history of the world as millions are martyred for their faith. They pay a terrible price to be saved from eternal condemnation, but they have the promise that they will be avenged. While this is happening, both the earth itself and the universe are in chaos as well. When Jesus opens the sixth seal, Great earthquakes shake the planet, and there are solar and lunar eclipses. Even the kings and the elite of the earth flee to underground bunkers to try to escape the devastation that is occurring. Polls are being taken of people on the street, many of whom are not believers. But more and more frequently, people are saying that something is about to happen. They sense that there is a spirit of foreboding in the air, and they are preparing accordingly. The purchase of food supplies that last for at least 25 years are skyrocketing, as are the stockpiling of survival and camping gear. For those who can afford it, bunkers in underground mountainous areas are being built and stocked with supplies to last for years. People are even converting cash reserves to precious metals and storing them in these bunkers. How much wiser it is to avoid trying to survive the coming apocalypse and to be ready to be taken out when the rapture occurs. Once the church is gone, God's attention turns to the Jews. Daniel prophesies of the great trouble that Isaiah 
that Israel would experience during this time. Much of what Daniel saw he did not understand because he never saw the church age or the rapture. The Apostle John saw and understood what Daniel did not, because the angel said this to Daniel, Go your way, Daniel, for your words are closed up and sealed until the time of the end. Daniel 12.9 But John was given revelation and told to write it and to send it to the seven churches. Also, the angel said to him, Don't seal the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. Revelation 22.10 No one would have understood Daniel's prophecy at the time because Jesus had not yet come and the beast system that would produce the Antichrist was not yet in place. Once the church age had begun and progressed to the time just before the rapture, then the prophecies could be seen coming to pass and more fully understood. One of the main events during the first half of the tribulation will be the building of the third temple. Currently, Jewish groups in Israel have been preparing for, the time, for this time for years. Young men who have, been, who have genetic components that prove that they were descendants of Aaron and the priestly tribe of Levi have been practicing the rituals of the priestly ceremonies. The Temple Institute and other organizations have created all the articles to go into the next temple except for the Ark of the Covenant and the garments for the priests and I'm sorry, and all the garments for the priests and the articles that are needed for animal sacrifice have been created and are waiting for use. The devout Jews sense that their Messiah is about to arise and to uh, arrive in Jerusalem. They don't yet realize that he came almost 2,000 years ago. So when a man arises who brings a false forced peace to the Middle East and allows the Jews to build a temple on the Temple Mount, they will be deceived into thinking that their Messiah has arrived. The temple could be built very quickly and will most likely be a prefab construction. Revelation describes the building of this temple that is overseen by two witnesses who are given supernatural power to destroy anyone who tries to stop them. There is some debate among Bible scholars as to the identity of the two witnesses, but most believe that they will be the two men who have never experienced physical death on earth and were miraculously transferred to heaven at the end of their lives. These two men are Enoch and Elijah. Enoch would represent the time before the law was given, and Elijah would represent the time after the law. And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy 1260 days clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. And if any man desires to hurt them, fire proceeds out of their mouths and devours their enemies. And if anyone tries to hurt them, he must in the same manner be killed. These two men have power to shut heaven so that it does not rain in the days of their prophecy. They have power over the waters to turn them to blood and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they desire. Revelation 11, 3-6 During this time, there are also 144,000 young Jewish men who are virgins and selected from the 12 tribes of Israel. 12,000 were to be sealed from each tribe and given special abilities to witness to people on the earth during the first half of the tribulation. They too will be supernaturally protected from harm during this time on earth. They are young men who have come to recognize Jesus as the Messiah and they will witness this fact to everyone, especially to their Jewish brethren. Most likely, the great majority of those who will be saved during the tribulation will be so during the first half before the Antichrist has gained full control. 
During this time, people have found Bibles and Christian materials left behind. There will be the two witnesses in Jerusalem and the 144,000 witnesses who travel the world with the message of the gospel. But it will become more and more difficult to receive the gospel and to not recant as persecution greatly increases, death from famine, murder and wars increase, and deception appears to be truth. The earth is in utter chaos and evil is unrestrained. There is no guarantee of protection for anyone, including those who become Christians during this time. The judgments that come upon the earth get increasingly worse as the sin level also becomes worse. Which of the much of the earth is destroyed by fire and plagues, and the water supply in one third of the seas and lakes becomes blood. Sea life dies, as do humans. Another one third of the earth's water becomes poisoned, and many die because of this. In Revelation 9, it describes a great bottomless pit being opened and horrible spiritual creatures ascending from it. These creatures have the power to inflict excruciating pain on all those who are rebelling against God and have the mark of the beast. They do not die, even though they may desire to do so, but they are tormented for five months. I remember attending a church service where the pastor did not believe that anyone would be saved during the tribulation. He taught that... Once the church age, also known as the age of grace, was concluded at the rapture, that no one would be saved from that point on. His premise was that the restrainer, who is the Holy Spirit, would be removed from the earth when the church was raptured. But in Revelation 7, there is a glorious verse that shows the goodness and mercy of God. After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and with palms in their hands. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, who sits upon the throne and unto the Lamb. When asked who this group was, the answer was this, These are the ones who came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Revelation 7, 9, 10, and 14. Though they paid with their lives, this vast multitude from every nation on earth was able to receive the gospel and the salvation of the Lord. It is the Holy Spirit who leads us to Christ to begin with, so His presence is not entirely removed from the earth after the rapture. The collective presence of His Spirit within the church is taken out so that evil is has free reign, but He still brings individuals to Jesus during the tribulation. For three and a half years, the Antichrist gains power and establishes His kingdom. Many Bible scholars believe that, that He arises out of Babylon, which is present-day Iraq. This was the site of the original Garden of Eden as defined by the four rivers in Genesis 2, 11-14. Babylon is also the site where the major empires described in Daniel with the vision of the statue arose. Egypt was the first empire and then Assyria. After that was Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, and Rome. Vicious angels who are bound in the river Euphrates which flows to Iraq will be loosed during the tribulation are these are there. We're going to take a brief break, and you can find out how you can be witnesses in 177 countries around the world. We will be right back. We hope you are enjoying today's show. We believe that God has given us a voice to impact communities and regions all over the world. If you would like to make sure that voice is heard, please partner with us today by visiting www.expressionradio.org and click Donate. 
You can also text GIVE by texting the dollar amount followed by the word RADIO to the number 84321. First-time text givers, please choose Expression Church of Huntington when prompted. All gifts are tax-deductible. Join us as we change the world. Welcome back. The text angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel who held the trumpet, Release the four angels who were bound in the great river Euphrates. So the four angels who had been prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year were released to kill a third of mankind, Revelation 9, 13 to 15. Obviously, these are demonic entities who have been bound for thousands of years and are filled with hatred toward God and toward all human beings. They will have unrestrained power to slaughter hundreds of millions of people during this time. Meanwhile, the two witnesses at the temple and the 144,000 Jewish witnesses are continuing to preach Jesus. But as the deception grows and the slaughter continues, the number of believers on the earth are reduced. The Antichrist has become stronger and stronger, and the midpoint of the tribulation arrives. This is a major mile marker. A person who is living at that time would be able to calculate when that day would arrive. The tribulation officially begins with the signing of a covenant. It is not known at this point to which covenant the Bible is referring. The angel told Daniel that this global leader who would arise would confirm a covenant for one week, meaning for seven years, according to Daniel 9.27. So was the covenant already in existence before the rapture? Could it be the Paris Accords, the Oslo Accords, or the Abraham Accords? Or will it be another covenant that has not yet been made? In any case, it will be one that is confirmed or strengthened at the beginning of the tribulation. Since God reverts to the Jewish calendar during this time, the time frame is 42 months of 30 days each, or 1260 days. So a person living at the time of the confirmation of the covenant until the time of the Antichrist, until the time that he breaks it, would know the exact day that it would eventually happen. Daniel describes it this way, But in the middle of the week meaning after three and a half years, he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering, which is in the temple. And on the wing of abominations shall be one who makes desolate, even until the consummation, which is determined, is poured out on the desolate. Daniel 9.27 Several major events occur when the Antichrist suddenly betrays the Jews and is revealed as a satanic tyrant determined to destroy them. First of all, the supernatural protection of the two witnesses is withdrawn because their assignment on earth is complete. The reason why most scholars believe that these two are Enoch and Elijah is because they had never experienced physical death, having been supernaturally transported to heaven at the end of their lives. Hebrews 9.27 states that it is appointed unto man once to die, and after this the judgment. The Antichrist, who is also described as a beast, is finally able to kill the two men who, are, who have built the temple and preached the gospel for the past three and a half years. When they finish their testimony, the, the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit will make war against them, overcome them, and kill them. And their dead bodies will lie in the street of the great city that spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. Then those from the peoples, tribes, tongues, and nations will see their dead bodies 
three and a half days and will not allow their dead bodies to be put into graves. And those who dwell on the earth will rejoice over them, make merry, and send gifts to one another, because these two prophets tormented them who dwell on the earth. Revelation 11, 7 to 10. Apparently, this is also the time that the 144,000 Jewish witnesses are removed from the earth as well. Whether they are martyred or raptured is not clear from the Bible text. It only says in Revelation 14, 1-3, that they stood with the Lamb, Jesus, on the heavenly Mount Sion and sang a new song that only they could sing. Their testimony was also complete, and their time of witnessing was done. While the bodies of the two witnesses are lying in the streets of Jerusalem and the Antichrist and his followers are rejoicing in their victory, their glee is turned to horror after three and a half days. Now, after three and a half days, the breath of life from God entered them, and they stood on their feet, and great fear fell on those who saw them. And they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, Come up here. And they ascended to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies saw them. Revelation 11, 11 and 12. All of these events as described happen at a time when international TV broadcasts are available. For the news of the deaths of these witnesses and their resurrection to be seen by their enemies, it has to occur at a time in history when this news can be transmitted instantly to the people of the world. This was the time that Jesus warned of when referring to the last half of the seven years known as the Great Tribulation. <clears throat> Therefore, when you see abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house, and let him who is in the field not go to get his clothes. For then there will be great tribulation such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor shall ever be. Matthew 24, 15-18 and 21. It is at this time that the Antichrist moves his headquarters to Jerusalem to take over the temple and demand worship. The Apostle Paul describes this time to the Thessalonians. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day will not come until there is a falling away first, better rendered departure in the Greek, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sits in the temple of God, showing himself to be God. 2 Thessalonians 2, 3 and 4. This is when things really begin to be bad, as if the first half of the tribulation isn't bad enough already. The Jews flee to the mountains of Jordan, most likely Petra, which is an enclosed rock city built into the mountains. It is a little over 100 miles away from Jerusalem. Here the Jewish remnant that has not been killed will be protected by God for the last half of the tribulation. Then the woman, which is Israel, fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God that they should feed her there 1260 days, Revelation 12, 6. Notice that this is the exact number of days of the first half of the tribulation. Anyone living at that time with a Bible and a calendar can calculate the day that Jesus would return to defeat the Antichrist and to rescue the Jews. But in the meantime, it would be a long wait and a time of utter devastation for those outside of Petra. The major witnesses who were present during the first half of the tribulation are now gone and the Antichrist has fully established his kingdom. He is accompanied by the false prophet who is a pseudo-religious leader responsible for enforcing worship of the Antichrist. In chapter 13 of Revelation, John describes the origins of the false prophet and the Antichrist. The latter is called the beast, but this term also applies to the system of the Antichrist. 
And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard, his feet were like the feet of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The lion, or the dragon, gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. And I saw one of his heads, as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world marveled and followed after the beast. Revelation 13, 1-3. Now this chapter describes where the beast comes from. Notice that the verse 1 says that he rises up out of the sea. The sea always refers to the Mediterranean Sea. This prophecy is for the Jewish people, so all of the symbolism in the book of Revelation refer to the area around Israel. This means that the Antichrist will arise from that area around the Mediterranean. He does not come from the U.S. or the U.K., so that eliminates candidates such as Bill Clinton, Henry Kissinger, or Barack Obama. It also eliminates King Charles or King Felipe of Spain. The scripture describes the beast as looking like a leopard, a bear, and a lion. These animals are symbols of the previous empires of Persia, Greece, and Babylon. So so these are the most likely areas from which the Antichrist will arise. This also helps to explain verse 3 that says one of his heads has a mortal wound that was healed. The beast had a symbolic representation of seven heads and ten horns. A man does not have seven heads and ten horns. So to what does the term heads refer? Seven heads represent the seven empires of the earth, Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, Rome, and the current empire of the Antichrist in this passage. The ten horns likely represent ten regions or economic zones that will be in the beast empire who gave their allegiance to the beast. So which head was wounded? Egypt and Syria exist today, though not in the same power that they once had. Persia, Greece, and Rome also exist today. Only Babylon no longer exists as an empire or as a region. But it comes roaring back during the tribulation when the Antichrist establishes a base there. Then there is the harlot known as Mystery Babylon, and she is very prevalent in the book of Revelation, and the fall of Babylon is recorded. It is during this last half of the tribulation that every person on earth was forced to make a choice of whether or not to worship the beast. At first, in the first half of the tribulation, it was voluntary, but now it becomes mandatory. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. The older manuscripts did not have the number 666 in this verse. Instead, it was a series of three symbols that were very similar to the Greek symbols for 600, 60, and 6. It is doubtful that many people would want a tattoo directly on the forehead of that number. Most likely, they will take the mark, but perhaps it would only be visible under certain scanning lights, and they would take it most likely on the person's right hand. Again, it will be an agonizing decision for a person who is starving and homeless to resist taking the mark. 
but if he does, he is doomed forever. If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image and whoever receives the mark of his name, Revelation 14, 9-11. The reason for this is that the person makes a conscious choice for the beast over God. He would die in any case, whether he took the mark or not. If he refused and was killed by the beast system or starved to death, at least he would be saved for eternity. But if he takes the mark to be able to live just a while longer, he will still die under that system, and sadly, he will be lost forever. This is why it is so important to commit your life to Jesus Christ now before he returns for the church and the terrifying tribulation comes upon the earth. If you think that conditions are bad now and you can't even imagine how horrible they will be when evil is unrestrained and there is no protection. We will continue this series next week. In the meantime, make sure that you are securely anchored in Jesus Christ. He will never let you go, and when the trumpet sounds, you will be on the first flight out of here. Listen closely, because it won't be long until he comes. We hope you are enjoying today's show. We believe that God has given us a voice to impact communities and regions all over the world. If you would like to make sure that voice is heard, please partner with us today by visiting www.expressionradio.org and click donate. You can also text give by texting the dollar amount followed by the word radio to the number 84321. First time text givers, please choose Expression Church of Huntington when prompted. All gifts are tax deductible. Join us as we change the world.